Today I'm challenging you to evaluate your life and do one thing to defeat inertia and to get your spiritual life moving. Welcome to Run With Horses. My name is Norman and my goal is to help you thrive as a follower of Jesus. It's not always easy to be a disciple of Jesus, but it's always worth it. Thanks for including me on your journey. You know, I've been thinking about it this week. Most people, at least occasionally, get stuck. They feel like they're just in a rut and they can't get out of it. And if you don't know what a rut is, you really need to go sometime up in the mountains where they have logging roads and they have these big logging trucks and skidders and heavy equipment that goes through and after rains, the soil is soft, you know, it's not a paved road, it's not often not even a gravel road, not really much of a road at all. They carve these big ruts, and then when it dries out, you have these hard, big, just canyons that if you're driving along there and you get your car in there, you may bottom out and not be able to go anywhere, or you may be in that rut and just not be able to turn and get out of it. It's so deep, your tires are stuck. And that's what we're thinking about when we think about being stuck in a rut spiritually. We're stuck going where this road goes, and we just can't seem to figure out how to get out of it. Or maybe in your life, it feels more like a wall. I know I've had this in my life where I feel like there's this thing that's blocking me. It's a wall that I just can't seem to figure out how to get over or go around, and I can't find the door, and I know this is in my way, but I can't figure out how to get past it. Well, either way, whether you feel like it's a rut or a wall, it's a problem and you want to get past that. It can be a problem in your career. It can be a problem in a lot of areas of your life. But really, it's even more critical when it's in your spiritual life. So a stagnant spiritual life will really affect all of your life. It will affect your career. It will affect your relationships at home, at work, uh, in your neighborhood. But more importantly, it affects your relationship with God and with His family. So when you're stuck, it's really a sign that something needs to change. I think it's important to recognize as we look at our spiritual life that there is an expectation of growth. You know, I often use the illustration and have used it here before that We go from death into life when you trust Christ as your Savior. But when you begin life, you begin life as an infant, as a a child. And you make little steps of faith as you grow in, in knowledge and grow in obedience. And you mature from that infant to a child and hopefully then to a young adult and eventually to you know, a mature, uh, functioning parent in the world who is taking responsibility for others. But we begin our life as these infants and children. But we shouldn't stay that way. There is this expectation that we change and grow over time. God intends for us to move from the milk of the Word to the meat, doing the will of the Father. Well, you know, I've mentioned before, and it's well known, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. Well, if you're stuck in your spiritual life, but you keep doing the same things, well, something needs to change. It is crazy to think that you can continue to do everything exactly the same and get a different result than what you're getting right now. So if you're not growing as you understand that you should be, well, God intends for you to make progress, and He's given you all of the resources that you need to grow, to make progress. 
He's given you His Word. He's given you the Holy Spirit. He's given you church family. He's given you even His promise to be with you every step of the way. So God's doing His part. But the interesting thing about this process of sanctification, and I think you see it really clearly in Paul's dealing with Timothy, that he really challenges Timothy. You, you trust God absolutely, but he also challenges Timothy to make effort, make every effort so that others will see your progress. Apply intentional effort into your spiritual growth. It's worth it, and it can be challenging. But for some reason, God wants us to be invested. He wants us to have some skin in the game. God does expect you to do something. Now, ultimately, even if you fail completely, if you've trusted Christ as your, as your Savior, you will stand before God fully complete, fully justified, fully sanctified. He will do that work. And really, one of the ways I think about it is if you think of uh, a, a mile-high bar, you, you need to jump a mile high, and that's, that's perfection. That's what you're going for. And while some people can jump a centimeter, some people can jump a foot, some people can jump six feet. Uh, you know, a really great person might be able to jump seven or eight feet. They're still just not even close to getting to that mile, right? So did it matter if they, ju- if they jumped a centimeter or eight feet? No, either way, they could not do it on their own. But God meets them where they are and ultimately gets them to that mile-high goal. Our spiritual life is like that. God does expect you to do your little bit, whether it's a centimeter or eight feet. You're to put in intentional effort, but He will make sure that you complete that process and you will stand before Him perfected. But really, all that we can do in this life is focus on our part. I can't do God's part. I'm not expected to do God's part. I'm just expected to seriously trust Him and do my part. So if you find that you're stuck, well, God does want you to change. And sometimes He relies on, well, not relies on, but He He leaves it in our hands to make some effort because that, that process of learning to trust God in, and that struggle is often what God uses to grow us. So God has chosen to give us a certain bit of responsibility in our spiritual growth. Not that it relies on that. The power to do it comes from Him. The wisdom to do it comes from Him. But He does want us to put in some effort. So where are you applying effort in your spiritual life now? How is it going? Are you feeling stuck? Are you ready for a change? And I think often we get in these ruts. We get in this position where we're, we're comfortable and when we get comfortable, often I, part of the problem is we, we stop looking to God. I'm, I'm comfortable with my life. I'm happy with the way things are. And I don't feel a need for change. So God allows difficulties to come into my life and allows something to come in and kind of reveal to me that I'm not really quite trusting Him as I should. And God wants me then to get back on track and be intentional about pursuing Him. You know, we're to pursue righteousness and godliness. Uh, We're to love God with a heart, soul, mind, and strength. And I believe that works out in our intentional efforts to pursue Christ-likeness. So, if this picture is you today, you're you're struggling, you're you're in a rut, you have that wall in front of you. Well, today what I want to do is encourage you to take one step. Just, Just think of one change in one area of life that you can make. And often what I found in my life is that... Making one change in one area is enough to get me unstuck in many areas. Just that one intentional effort, apply some some real 
strength, motivation, <laughs> courage to one area often unlocks the door. And it helps me get unstuck, get out of this rut. Well, it seems like that little success just pulls us along. So today we're going to ask the question, what is one thing that you can work on today? Now, if you're genuinely stuck and you're really, you just have no idea, often you don't have a good idea of where to begin to make changes. I'm not sure even what I should be working on. So today, what I'm going to do for most of today's show is walk through some ideas, some areas and maybe some specific ideas, things that you might want to think about, things that you might want to pray about, adding to your spiritual life, adding to your week that might help you. Which one is suitable for your situation, for where you are right now? I don't know. That's one reason why it needs to be between you and God as you uh, kneel down before Him and ask God to show you where you need to apply that effort, where you need to make some changes. I believe He wants you to grow, so I believe He'll do that. So this is not an exhaustive list. Uh, You certainly can't jump in and make every change possible at once, and that's probably not advisable, even if you could. But I, I do truly believe if you choose one or two things and make prayerful efforts to move the needle in your spiritual life, that God will meet you more than halfway. I mean, He will meet you as you pick up your foot to take that first step. And I believe God intends for you to see fruit. So think about it, pray about it, and let's think about a few things. Okay, to get started, there are some assumptions. I'm assuming as I go through this list, that there are some things that you are already doing and have a meaningful grasp of. If you're not doing some basics, some of the fundamentals, then you're not really wanting to apply a lot of effort in, in the area of, that we're going to be talking about today. What are the fundamentals? Well, you need to have a meaningful Bible time every day. Meaningful time, meaningful time where you're meeting God in His Word. And that should include prayer. Uh, so, If you don't have already a meaningful time meeting God in His Word and talking to Him through prayer every day, that's the first step. And it would be no surprise, it should be no surprise, that you're feeling stuck if you don't have that. I mean, God speaks to us through His Word, and as we prayerfully talk to Him and we share our concerns, I think the Holy Spirit often guides us to solutions to some of those problems that we're struggling with and wrestling with. So, The first step really is you need to have those foundations there. The next one, if you have a solid time with God daily, you have a solid prayer life, it's in order. You're praying not only for God's work in your own life, you're praying for your family, your neighbors, your church. Well, okay, the next thing is actually your church. You need to be in a meaningful relationship with another group of Christ followers. That is the expectation for God's people today. Is that easy? No. You know what? The church is filled with sinners, unfortunately. It makes it difficult for us to get along with each other. But we do need that. We need fellowship. We need encouragement. We need time together in God's Word. God intends for us to be part of His body. And that striving for unity in the church is often where God causes us to grow. We're forced to recognize our own sin nature, our own selfishness. Uh, We're forced to do the hard things sometimes and confront other people with their sin nature and their selfishness. And in the middle where these meet often is the place where we we grow. God is working in us in that. So if any of these are not true for you now, that's where you start. 
God's Word, prayer, the church. These are foundations for life. And everything else really is a variation on how these things work out in, into our life with just a few exceptions. And I'll start with maybe one of the exceptions. If you're feeling stuck and you feel like there's this wall and you're just really not moving, uh, let me challenge you. If you're not exercising regularly, if you're not eating healthy, that is part of our spiritual life. And sometimes I'm not sure why we don't see it that way. Uh, we live in a culture where we celebrate food and we celebrate with food and we celebrate near food. And uh, many of us are not eating healthy. We're not making good choices in our exercise. We're not doing exercise. And it does affect the way that you think about things, your ability to think about things. It affects your emotions. It affects your ability to deal with stress. So one of the foundational things, I would put it very close after if you have a solid time with God in, in Bible study and in uh, reading and prayer and fellowship with the church, you need to be taking care of your body. Understand that the Bible tells us that our body is a temple of the living God. If you've accepted Christ, the Holy Spirit dwells in you, and you are a steward of your health. So if you don't take that seriously, I think you will find that it does affect all of your life. So I would put that very high on my list if you're not doing something already. Something else, if you're, if you're really stuck, try reading a book. What, what's a topic that you feel relates to where you're stuck at? I know several times with our men's group in Japan, we've read different books together that we felt like might be useful. Now, one of them was on dealing with fear. So, okay, there's a book called Running Scared. If fear is a, a part of your life and you feel like that's part of your being stuck, well, there might be a resource like that that's worth reading through and kind of getting the counsel of another believer through a book. There are any topic you can imagine. There is a probably a good resource. Your pastor, your church, other believers that you know and respect might be a good place to ask. Do you know of a resource that deals with this topic? I'd kind of like to study up on it a little bit. And it could be that you just want to read up on something basic like prayer. Uh, maybe it's on uh, missions. I mean, it could be, there's all kinds of things. You can read even good biographies of Christians in the past can be really encouraging, uh, can be really challenging. So think about a book that might challenge your thinking in, in some area. Sometimes what we need is a challenge. Now, reading a book, doing a, a topical study in the Bible over a certain area we're having a struggle with might be challenging for us, but sometimes we actually just need a challenge. Uh, sometimes there's something in our life that we have been avoiding, and what you need to do, the change you need to make, is attack that thing you've been dreading. <laughs> Go ahead and just do it. That, that thing you've been avoiding because you just, you're just afraid. You're just worried about it. You don't, you're afraid how it's going to turn out. You don't know how it's going to turn out. So you're avoiding it. Stop avoiding it and do that thing that you've been afraid of. Uh, take care of it. Just go ahead and attack, attack that thing that you're afraid of, that thing that you're dreading. Go ahead and get it out of the way. Now, moving on, everything in this list is not equally spiritual. A lot of these first ones are not uh, directly, obviously biblically spiritual, but one of them might be take a break from social media. You know, in the world today, there's so much uh, emotional negativity that comes through on social media. And, you know, when you look at these little short, um, whether it's a, a tweet or a, a Facebook post or an Instagram post, uh, it doesn't matter what it is. There's so many things that can come through those, that outlet, that really drag you down. 
Well, maybe you need to take a break from that so that you can see it more clearly. You know, for me, uh, I've made the step several years ago to stop watching movies. I just feel like I'm a better person if I don't let Hollywood or even Christian movies. I, I really am not really into watching Christian movies either. Uh, I, I still like to read. I still listen to audiobooks sometimes, careful about what I might listen to. But I'm not going to watch a lot of movies. I feel like I've wasted two hours of my life every time I've watched one for the last, you know, going back years and years. So maybe you need to take a break from social media or maybe even from TV, the Internet, uh, radio, MP3s, movies, uh, fiction books. Often taking a break from that thing that seems to has a, have a hold on you helps you see it clear and see, does it have a place it shouldn't have? Uh, if it should have a place, what is that place and how can I put limits on it so that it doesn't take God's place? And often, if you're really stuck, clearing out some mental and emotional space in your life will help you deal with that area where you're stuck. So removing social media, removing some of these entertainment things, video games, remove that from your life and fill that space with a little more God time, whether it's, uh, we'll get to it in a minute, social uh, spiritual disciplines. You can fill that space with something else that might help you get your mind in a place to deal with the issues that you have, to deal with that thing that is keeping you from growing. So consider what you might need to take a break from. Now, sometimes what we have is not that we need to take a break from something, but we have someone or something that we need to put into our life. Maybe you have Christian friends that you've gotten away from people that were encouraging and helpful to you in the past and you haven't contacted them in a long time, maybe it's time to reach out and have an intentional spiritual conversation with someone, even about your issue or maybe not about the thing that you're struggling with, maybe just in general. Call someone that you care about, that you haven't talked to for a while, that you know is a believer on the same path that you're on, and just have a good spiritual conversation with them. Ask them, what is God teaching you? You know, I just want to be encouraged by your spiritual life and the things that God's teaching you. So sometimes we get so busy, uh, we just don't have time for people, and we don't have time for the people that really help us to grow. And often what, what we find is when we reach out to them, they're so thankful that we reached out because they're often in the same place. They've gotten busy and they're distracted by all these things of life. So they also needed that spiritual conversation. It really is part of living out the one another's. You know, there are so many of these things in life that we're to do together in this spiritual community, spiritual relationship where we're pointed together toward Christ and our relationship is part of our spiritual growth. Well, one of the things you might want to think about is to start a journal of your spiritual life. And you can, you can do this any way you want to. Some people really love to write, and they may write pages about what they study, what they read, who they talk to, and you know all these kind of things that they're thinking about. Other people, like me, I'm not really a whole, you know, heavily into journaling, uh, other than I do like to journal a little bit of my Bible time every day. So I try to do just some kind of simple journaling, one thing that I'm thinking about for today. But you may want to do more than that. Sometimes, and I have found this to be true, when I have something I'm really struggling with, that to write out what I understand about that issue, to write out my my beliefs or my, uh, my thoughts on it, sometimes writing it down helps me to clarify what I'm thinking about this issue and what I should be thinking about it. Sometimes I write it down and go, well, that's, that's bad. I shouldn't be. 
I shouldn't be focusing on this. And that process of writing it out helps clarify it. So maybe if you're really in a rut, you really have that big wall in front of you, writing it down. What exactly is the issue? You can clarify that as you think it through and write it down. Now, another kind of journal that you might find helpful to add into your spiritual life would be a prayer journal. A lot of people have found a prayer journal immensely valuable for us, for my wife and I. We've had a, what we've called a blessing book, which is a, a kind of prayer journal. So what we've done is written down the answers to prayer and the blessings that God has given us, partly so we can remember them. You know, in the Old Testament, God over and over challenged the children of Israel, remember, remember what I've done. Remember what I brought you through. Remember where you were. So part of our desire to remember has led us to write down those things in this blessing book and then occasionally go through that, particularly if you're struggling sometime. You can go back and look and say, you know what? God has been faithful. Look at all God has done. What an amazing God we have that He has accomplished so many things in our life. And we often forget if we're not careful and we don't think about it, we don't write it down. So write out. Your blessings. That's one kind of prayer journal. Now, you might write down your prayer requests. Now, some people would do a prayer journal where they'll take, the say, the left side of the journal, and they'll write down their prayer request and leave the right side blank. And what they'll do is when they get an answer, they'll write the answer on the right side. So you have a, a journal that has all, all the left sides are full, and the right side, it's hit or miss. You know, have some things that are answered, some things are not yet. But those can be really neat when you see that Particularly if you date it, you write down when you put down that particular prayer request and then able to see the answer come, you know, days, weeks, months, sometimes years later. So that's another kind of prayer journal. Part of your your journaling or your walk with God or your devotional time, what you might want to do is think about maybe getting up a few minutes early and spend a little extra time with God that's not quite as organized are are formal. You know, sometimes we get so into I've got to I've got to sit down, I've got to do my Bible study, I've got this journaling that I'm doing, I've got these prayer requests, and we're we're kind of tight with our time with God. It's like, well I've only got this this much time and I've got to get this stuff done. So there's no just time to be with God. So what you might want to do, if you really feel that you're struggling Spend a little extra time, whether it's get up early or if you have some time during the day when you can carve out that 15, 20 minutes. And don't have that so structured. Say, this is God's time. How would God like to spend it with you? And you can prayerfully think about what your options might be. Now, I used to do some things where I would get out my guitar and I just would play through and and sing through some songs by myself. It's part of my time when I'm just, it's just me and God. This is not really part of my devotions. Some people sing as part of their devotions on a regular basis. So if that's part of your regular structured time, you might not want to do that. For me, that wasn't normal. So it was good to do something a little bit different, have some extra time. I'm just thinking through the message of these songs. I had different songs picked out that I just really enjoyed uh, the the words and able to think about that message. And I enjoyed kind of singing or playing through those. So what could you do? Uh, sometimes it's reading through maybe the Psalms or, or reading a little extra in another passage uh, of Scripture that you're not actually studying through, just reading. Sometimes what I've done is uh, read through one of Paul's letters. So this is not what I'm studying right now, but I'm just going to read Colossians. I, I love Colossians. I'm just going to read the letter of Colossians and 
in this extra time. So think about spending some extra time with God and let Him control how you do that. Well, if you're stuck, you have that wall. One thing that I found to be worth doing, and this is worth doing on a regular basis anyway, but do a spiritual evaluation and ask yourself, you know, what areas of life am I am I doing pretty well at and what areas actually need some attention? Now, you should evaluate all of your life like this, I think, on a regular basis. But what are we talking about? Well, your prayer life. How would you evaluate it? Are you, you feel like you have a good, consistent time with God and you have meaningful time in conversation with God? Or have you kind of gradually fallen off where it's just a list of, of requests? You're not actually talking to God. You're just asking for things from God. So how is your prayer life? What about your Bible reading time? Do you feel like you're really... You're reading and you're gleaning things from Scripture and you're enjoying your time or has it become drudgery and you're just kind of checking off a list to do it? Um, well, your church relationships. Do you have people in the church that you're growing in that relationship? You're growing in your understanding of who they are and your ability to pray for them. You understand what they're going through and you're, you're able to pray specifically for them in the place where they're struggling and understand what it means to bear their burdens. What about your service to others? Uh, both maybe in your church relationships, but also in your community or in your family. How are you doing in serving other people who are in your life right now? What about opportunities for the gospel? What relationships do you have that the goal is to share Christ with them, to share your relationship, your testimony of salvation, of being saved by the grace of God? So uh, think through these different areas and honestly evaluate and maybe honestly say, ah, here's some things I might want to pay more, more attention to these areas because they seem to be not where they could be. And that might be what you need to do to get unstuck, to get out of that rut. Now, lastly, the last thing I want to focus on today, think about the spiritual disciplines. Now, this is a whole list of things that some of them are things that you add. Some of them are things you take away from your life. But the goal is to use them as, the way I think about it, as a toolbox. You have a toolbox to take care of certain tasks. You have things in your life that need to be fixed, that need to be worked worked on, that need to be tuned up. Um, if you need to refre- refresh your lifts, look up um, the book by Dallas Willard, The Spirit of the Disciplines, or just look online for spiritual disciplines. But there are a lot of them. Here's a few to consider. I, I left off the obvious ones, like prayer and, and reading your Bible, but solitude. Uh, solitude's can be super valuable to take some time away from people and spend some time just you and God. This often goes hand in hand with silence, just quiet instead of singing or reading out loud, to be quiet. Be more in a a listening mode. The goal is to turn your heart toward God and allow Him to speak to you. Um, Meditation, and by meditation we don't mean Eastern meditation. We're trying to clear your mind. We mean Biblical meditation, we're trying to fill it with Scripture. So this one often goes hand-in-hand with Bible memorization. Try to memorize Scripture. And then fasting is the one you've often heard about. And then service, you know, serving other people. So the spiritual disciplines can be super helpful in kind of fine-tuning your spiritual life. They give you some tools that you can use that might help you as you consider, why am I struggling? What, What is the issue here? Why am I in this rut and how can I get out of it? You know, the spiritual life can be difficult, can be hard. It's always worth it, though. <laughs> you know, write me at norman at runwithhorses.net. Let me know how your life's going. Uh, if you have questions, if you have comments, have suggestions for future shows, I'd love to hear them. Whatever you do, 
it's worth taking your spiritual life seriously. It's worth continuing to examine and, con- and consider, how can I take intentional steps in my life of following Jesus? And whatever you do, keep running. Keep running.